Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. In the Museum of Freedom in Concord, in Fallout 4, there is a mural showcasing four major conflicts in U.S. history. On that mural, it says this. This mural commemorates the many sacrifices of the brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces, from Lexington and Concord to the shores of Iwo Jima, from the Sea of Tranquility to the Anchorage front line. Americans have fought and died through the ages to secure our nation's freedom. May their sacrifices remind us all that freedom is a privilege afforded to the many yet hard won by a noble few. Today's episode, we are diving into the very, very obscure topic about the battle of the Sea of Tranquility. In fact, it's so obscure, we only have this mural and we only know of it from this mural, so I can't tell you for sure if this is the Battle of the Sea of Tranquility or if this is the Sea of Tranquility conflict, as it is referred to often online, or if this was a war on the moon. There is so little evidence here that we're going to have to do a lot of speculating. As I noted just a minute ago, this mural shows up in Fallout 4. In fact, this is part of the beginning of the game, and you may have missed noticing it. This is the part where you help Preston Garvey and his people fend off the raiders, and you get the power armor suit and you end up fighting the Deathclaw right near the beginning of the game. This is the museum you go through, and if you don't pay attention, there's one room in particular where up along the top of one of the walls is this big long mural, and from left to right, it shows images of the Revolutionary War, an image of World War II, the conflict at the Sea of Tranquility, and the battle for Anchorage. And in each of these images, each of these sections of this mural, it kind of blends from one picture to the next. And you have soldiers in each of them looking like they're wearing the kinds of things they would wear in that conflict. On the leftmost side of the mural, you have the Revolutionary War, of course, and in this part of the image, you have the old flag, the original flag of the United States with the stars for each of the colonies. You have muskets and men wearing those funny old hats they used to wear with the kinds of clothes that they used to wear going to war. And then it transitions over to this image of World War II. And this modern warfare and in the middle of this image is a big battleship which makes sense for the battle in the pacific because it mentions iwo jima and you have bombers flying overhead and you have slightly to the left a section of really world war one stuff 
because there's a very, very old tank and some biplanes. And this doesn't mention World War I in the plaque on the mural, but it's there. It's there. And, and you have some uh, other soldiers that show up, World War II soldiers, as we move to the right. And another older version of the flag before we added in the last two states. And then if you look closely, just past that flag, you have what appears to be maybe a Sherman tank, maybe something a little bit, a little bit newer than that. And then right next to that, in the background, there's a helicopter. And then to the right of that is some vague shape. I'm not sure if that's another tank or some sort of fortification. And above those are some planes that we've never seen in our own timeline. And this is the section where it begins to transition into the Sea of Tranquility conflict. These planes look like the Stingray Deluxe. The Stingray Deluxe was a single-seater military fighter jet produced by Arcjet Systems before the Great War. We know that these came out before the Great War. And this is going to play into our figuring out the timeline for this in a little bit. These were originally designed as turbojet aircraft designed for individuals, but eventually got incorporated into the military. We see them in a few different locations across Fallout 4. A number of them are crashed into different places where they must have gone down during some sort of conflict or when the bombs dropped. Uh, there's one on display in front of the Arcjet Systems location, and it's still there. It's got a bunch of moss hanging over it, but you can still see these jets around in the world. And underneath them is the moon. And you can tell it's the moon because in the background is an Earth. And that picture of Earth in the background has what looks to be areas that are burning, that are on fire. And this is where the image starts to get a little vague because that moon seems to be in the position between where we see a soldier and a landing craft and the moon's surface and the next soldier who's in power armor, which is the end of the mural and clearly depicts the battle in Anchorage. The earth is between those two images and the parts of earth that look like these pockets of well, very large sections which are on fire, seems to be more on the side. It's, in fact, on the half, on the anchorage side. If you were to divide that, create a line that goes straight down the earth, the only half with the fire is on the anchorage side, and the other side is clear. In fact, there's a rocket blasting off in the background, which represents maybe returning to earth. So is this image of Earth in the background actually on fire in the part of the mural that depicts the Sea of Tranquility? Do you get what I'm saying? Because there are these transition sections throughout the mural. I'm not sure about that. But what we do know is that the figure in the center of the mural is a person in a spacesuit in front of a landing craft with a flag, and they seem to be wielding what appears to be some sort of laser weapon. So all of this raises a number of questions. When did this take place? What actually was it? 
who was the United States fighting? Because we know this is the United States. Were those jets on the moon or was that during part of the transition from World War II stuff to more current day fallout stuff? Was the earth actually on fire during this time? Or was this before some of those conflicts happened? We have so little to go on, but there are some things that we can know. And it takes some digging. So I've looked through the timeline in order to figure out when would it make sense for the United States, first of all, to be on the moon. And it turns out that our moon travels in the broken off timeline in the world of Fallout mirror much of what happened in the actual real world. In the real world, we have the Apollo program. The United States decided that they were going to send man to the moon. This was a big thing in the 1960s. It was part of the Cold War effort in order to show the strength of America and our technology and all of that. And it was called the Apollo missions. In Fallout, these are the Valiant missions. And in our timeline, the Apollo 12 mission is the exact mission that landed on the moon where we planted our flag. This mission took place on November 14th, 1969. Well, it launched on that date. In the Fallout universe, this actually coincides with the Valiant 11 mission, which launched on the same date. And we also know that the Valiant 12 mission was the name of the second moon landing mission that resulted in the Virgo 3 lunar lander landing on the moon's surface. So the timeline's slightly different, but it was still the 12th mission and a lander on the surface planting the flag of the moon. And if you look at the timeline, we find a date for something very specific that happens. In fact, there are two things very specific that happen in the same year and may have something to do with the moon. In 2052, we know that the last manned spaceflight to the moon was performed by the U.S. And on that flight, they recovered the flag planted by the Valiant 12 team. We know this because the flag itself shows up in a museum. Specifically, the Museum of Technology, which is not in Fallout 4. This is in Fallout 3. And we can see the flag, we can read about it, we can learn that it's made out of a material that's supposed to survive the harshness of space, and so that's why it's in such good condition. But this raises a question. Why would we have a last manned space mission in 2052 to the moon surface, and why would we take the flag back? What's the point of that? We also learn from the timeline, well, that this was the exact year that the resource wars begin. Smaller nations go bankrupt as the European Commonwealth declares war on the Middle East in response to rising oil prices. And from this point forward, we end up with a lot of tragedy that lays the groundwork, we could say, for the Great War. The very next year, 2053, the new plague arises and we have 
problems with that. And about 14 years later, the Sino-American War kicks off. So this timeline has some issues. If we're talking about a conflict in the Sea of Tranquility, which is a section of the moon, and I double-check this, we're not sure exactly where the Valiant 12 lander landed. I can't confirm or deny if that's in the Sea of Tranquility. Then who is the United States fighting if they're sending men to the moon? We know clearly in 2052 that we have the last man mission to the moon, which means that this conflict must predate both the resource wars, which the United States were not really involved in, and the Sino-American War, which happens 14 years later. The assumption is almost always, oh, it was, it was commies. We were fighting the commies. We were fighting the Chinese. Somebody like that on the moon. But were we? Now, let me raise another thought here. The conflict in Anchorage, the Anchorage battle, was a response to the communists pushing onto American soil. And you could consider this more of a skirmish than an official start to the war. This was a, a minor conflict. And it seems like the Sea of Tranquility may have been a minor conflict as well. Or maybe it wasn't. So let's recap a few things, because after the mid-break, I'm going to go into some theories about what might actually be happening here. We know that man stopped traveling to the moon, or at least U.S. individuals stopped traveling to the moon in 2052. We know that we were not in open conflict with the Chinese until 14 years later. We also know that the United States removed their flag from the moon with no specific reason as to given why. We don't see why that's the case. We just know that on that last mission, we removed the flag. We also know that things begin really ramping up to the Great War after 2052. If we look closer at the mural, we can tell that parts of the Earth may or may not be on fire, so that doesn't really help. We know that laser weapons were used, so soldiers were fighting against something. We know that the Stingray Deluxe was in the background, so they probably took some sort of action on the moon. And those are piloted by people. As far as we know, they are not autonomous jets that fly around. And somehow they are able to make their way to the moon. So maybe they can leave Earth orbit and make their way to the moon themselves like a rocket can. But we also don't know the dates that they were in service with the military. That information is lacking. So we again, we have very little to actually go on. But I believe this is enough to give us some sense of what might actually be happening with this conflict. So don't go anywhere. We're going to go thank our patrons, and I'll be right back. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, so we have huge news. This is big, big news. Uh, we have a brand new as of just this last week in fact just after i finished recording last week's episode a brand new liberty prime tier patron this is big stuff this is the top tier there's only one of them and it has been filled by thomas m thomas thank you so much for your support you are amazing every week i'm going to be calling out 
a big, big thanks to you as long as you maintain that position and don't feel any pressure. That is that is a huge, huge position to hold. And thank you so very much. You really do support the show a ton. And all of our other patrons as well, all 80 of you. And we got to shout out our sentry bots as well, Germinator, Sky Roads, Terrell, and a huge thanks again to Thomas M for signing up as our Liberty Prime. I can't say thank you enough. Also, if you're interested in joining our patrons and getting ad-free episodes and t-shirts and joining us on chats and all sorts of things, head over to patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. And you can also support the show by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you do that in the future, I'll read out your review. You can rate the show on Spotify or whatever podcast you're you're listening to this on. And you can even check out the video versions of classic episodes that are now going up on the Fallout Lorecast YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, search Fallout Lorecast, it'll come up and you'll find some of the old Vault episodes and some of that stuff now with video. So lots of fun stuff to do with the Fallout Lorecast. Thank you for being here. And let's move on with the rest of the discussion and figure out what's actually going on with this battle in the Sea of Tranquility. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. Okay, so I've broken down the evidence. Now let's answer some questions. First, we have the question of when did this happen? Well, it's clearly between World War II and Anchorage. So somewhere in that roughly 100 years between those two conflicts. But that doesn't help very much now, does it? If we look at the 2052 date of the last manned mission to the moon, then that means that it cannot be after that date, but it can be before that. And we can't really come up with an earlier bookend for that based on the evidence that I have in the mural. And again, this isn't noted anywhere else in the games, so it's not like we can rely on something else to tell us. The flag looks like the same flag, the spacesuit is kind of generally spacesuit designed it's not power armor the planes in the sky can't be dated to a certain date so i'm left with the assumption that this happens either in 2052 or sometime before that maybe within the decade or two before that also it's clearly shown in the background of this picture that the flag is still planted next to the moon lander so that means that this again, can't be after that date. So that makes me wonder if this conflict happened on that same very date when the flag was removed and we no longer visited the moon. So maybe there was something that occurred to make us do that. Hold on to that. So we have roughly the date range of when this would have occurred. Now, during those date ranges, who are our potential enemies? Well, most of the time, it's the communists. Was this something having to do with the resource war that was happening? Did some conflict spill over temporarily? Maybe the Europeans decided to travel to the moon in order to claim some of the resources there, or maybe the Middle East did? That could be an option. We don't know for sure. But I did look up in order to find out what kinds of resources does the moon have? Does it even make sense? Well, there's not oil on the moon, so that wasn't it. These special metals that you can find on the moon, and this is according to the space.nss.org website. This is a very official website. This says that 
asteroidal resources will be important for volatiles and for siderophile metals. And what that means basically is cobalt, nickel, platinum, uh, these kinds of things can be found scattered on the moon's surface. But then there's also elements like aluminum, titanium, and calcium, and maybe even bits of other things, very small bits of gold or iron. So you could probably make some sort of argument for, well, there's resources there, and so anybody would want those resources. But think about the amount of fuel it would take to get from the Earth to the moon in order to just get some of these resources, which tend to be very heavy metals, and then bring them back to Earth. I'm not sure that makes the most sense unless they discovered something on the moon that we didn't know was there. Again, oil which probably doesn't happen because you need biology in order to create oil. Another reason for conflict on the moon might simply be a lands claim thing. The United States, as we know, was taking over all of its neighbors. It had worked in Mexico and Canada into the United States against their wills. Who's to say that, well, we're the ones who planted the flag on the moon, the moon is U.S. territory, wasn't kind of a proxy war location. What if the communists or any of the other world powers decided to challenge that? And so they went to the moon, planted their own flag, and the United States retaliated, sent some soldiers to the moon, and there was a minor conflict over who could claim the moon. That might make sense if the United States was the losing party and had to take their flag back because some other power claimed the moon as theirs. Was this a conflict that predates the Sino-American War by 14 years or more? And it was that last mission where we removed our flag because we the United States, I'm speaking as a United States citizen right here, as if I'm <laughs> in this version of reality. But we, the United States, lost access to the moon. Maybe the communists now own the moon from this point forward. What does that mean for future Fallout games? An interesting thought. Another thought here is a little bit more out of this world. What if... It's aliens. And I feel like this podcast always wraps its itself back around to aliens as an explanation for something. But you got to talk about the bonkers kind of more out there stuff because it exists in the Fallout games. What if the United States military and government understood the importance of the moon as an observational or defensive point for the planet from aliens? And on this date, or one of these dates before 2052, we came to conflict with aliens. And there's evidence that this could be the case. It's not strong evidence, but circumstantially, abductions had been happening for many years. And there are specific U.S. members who end up abducted by the aliens in the decades before 2052. So the United States may have had information about the alien threat. And maybe this was a conflict between us and the aliens on the surface of the moon. A safer place to stage a battle than, say, on the planet itself, where everyone can see 
aliens coming down to invade their cities or whatever. Now that seems like a big stretch, and I don't think it's the most likely option, because that would mean for some reason the aliens forced us to take our flag back, or some other event forced us to take our flag back, or we decided we wanted to take the flag back for some reason after a conflict on the moon with aliens. It doesn't fit the puzzle pieces as neatly as the need for resources or for the claiming of the moon as being part of some nation. That seems to me to be the best description of what happened here. And again, we're going on such very little bits of information. So to wrap this up, based on what we know here, it seems like, at least in my view, the most likely explanation is that this was a precursor skirmish for land rights. We don't have the resource wars yet. We're getting up to that. We don't have any viral weird things going on with that. We're getting to that. We don't have any real conflict with the aliens yet. We also don't have the Sino-American War for 14 years after 2052. I think in 2052, or at least the year or two before that, there was a land rights argument between the United States and some other party, most likely the communists, about who actually has claim to the moon. And there wasn't a war. It was more like a skirmish, a very small battle that may have taken the lives of some American soldiers. And so that's why they are recognized in this mural with the same message from these other conflicts about people who gave their lives for American freedom. And it's also, if you look at the, if you look at the mural, the images of the soldiers in the other sections of the mural are much larger. The image of the soldier on the moon is small. In fact, that section is still kind of relatively small and less detailed than the other sections of the mural. I think that this was a losing conflict for the United States where we lost access to the moon. We lost our claim. The communists in this scenario would be the ones who actually have claim of the moon from 2052 to the Great War, not the United States. The United States lost. We lost some, some men and we took back our flag. That's my theory about the Battle of the Sea of Tranquility. And maybe you have some thoughts about this. Maybe you have some evidence that can shift this in another direction. That would be awesome. I would love to see more evidence, but clearly this is just one little breadcrumb left in one little game. Well, two little games. So you get the flag in Fallout 3. And yet there's so much more to find out about this. So Bethesda, if you're listening, we would love some more information about this conflict on the moon. And who knows? maybe the opportunity to go visit at some point. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. 
See you guys next time.